0: Let's open our Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians the 4th chapter. I want to talk to you just a while today on that the God of all grace will enable you and I to be gracious. He is a kind God. He is a tender-hearted God. He is a good God. And what is in Him is in us. Because we are in Him and He is in us. Now, I believe with all of my heart that this message has the ability to change your life. And to help you to become even a better and more gracious Christian. Amen? So let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of coming together in this beautiful facility. Thank you, Lord, for people that have come from near and far to hear your word and to worship you. We, with attentive ears and open hearts, receive with a teachable spirit the word of the Lord. And Lord, we know it will save our souls, it will keep us from trouble, and we will all walk in a greater degree of the love of God that is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. For we know that love never ever fails. Help me, help us to become more loving. Help this church, Lord, to be bumped up several degrees in the grace of God and in the love of God, we pray. In Jesus' name, and everyone said amen. amen. Ephesians chapter 4, and we look at verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. I want you to notice with me that the grace of God ministers. Your words can minister grace. They can supply, they can furnish, they can endue They can encourage people all around you. With your words you can build up or with your words you can tear down. I submit to you this morning that it is the plan of God. It is the will of God for all of us to be gracious. We live in a harsh world. We live in a dog-eat-dog world. We live in a world where people push and they shove and they leave a trail of tears all around them just trying to get to the top. I declare to you that God's got a better way than the way of the world. The way of the world is a pushing, shoving, dog-eat-dog way, but the way of the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the grace and in the love of Almighty God. God can promote you without you trying to promote yourself. God is a God of increase. God is a God of grace. He can bump you up. He can bring you from the basement to the penthouse. He can take you from being a manager to being an owner. My God is a good God. So we want to operate then on the way of the kingdom. The way of the kingdom is a better way. It is a higher way. It is God's way and it is our way. Verse 31 and verse 32 of Ephesians 4. Ready, read. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Bitterness, my friends, grieves the Holy Spirit. A tender heart, a kind heart, pleases God. A person that is full of bitterness is an open door for Satan and his demonic forces. The Bible says that when bitterness develops a root in our lives, that that bitterness will spring up and defile us. Not only will bitterness trouble us, but bitterness will make you a bummer to be around. Now I know I'm preaching good now. I said bitterness will make you a bummer to be around. People don't want to be around a bitter bummer. They don't want to be around a person that's all insecure and all bitter about the past. It's time to put the past in the past and rise up in your right standing with God and know that you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Turn to me to Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Let your speech. I can't do anything about your speech. You can't do anything about my speech. But we can be the doorkeeper over our speech. Let your speech be always with grace. Let it minister to the hearers. Let it build and benefit those around you. Seasoned with salt. That you may know how to answer everyone. The New International Version says, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I want you to pay particular attention this morning to the word seasoned. The word seasoned means to prepare, to arrange, to season, to make savory. How many of you know that salt and seasoning can bring the best out in food. Have you ever eaten a hard-boiled egg without some sort of seasoning? Talk about a bummer. It ain't no good. And who ever heard of having some Cajun food without a little seasoning? Who ever heard of having some jambalaya without a little Tobasco? Amen. Seasoned. A good chef prepares. A good chef arranges before the people get there. A good chef has all of the tools at his or her hand to make that preparation of food savory. And so God is saying to us, heart of the bay, so to prepare and arrange your words with respect to the person or persons that you are speaking to. There ought to be some thought that goes into our words. All of us have had the bad experience of saying things off the top of our head. How many of you know that saying things off the top of your head, come on somebody, normally come from the flesh, which comes from a demonic force coming against your soul? Amen. So we must prepare. We must be in the presence of God. We must ask God to get a hold of our tongue and let the love of Christ flow through us so that when we come across a difficult situation, we're ready, we're prepared, and our words are with grace because they're seasoned with salt. Turn quickly to Psalm 106 if you would. Verse 32 and verse 33. You've got to watch it, saint, when you're angry. You've got to watch it, saint, when you're pressed. And this old world will press you. Some Christians will press you. The circumstances of life will press you. But I submit to you today that you can press through the pressure by the presence of Almighty God, and that which is bitter can be turned into sweetness if you will yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Colossians chapter four, verse six. Are you there? Ready? Read. Colossians 4, 6. Did I say Psalms? Be gracious now. (laughs) Colossians, excuse me. Chapter 4, verse 6. Thank you very much. Colossians 4, 6. Are you ready? Let's read. Let your speech be always with grace, seasoned with salt, that you may know how to answer every man. Now turn to Psalm 106. We wanted to make sure you got that point. Psalm 106, verse 32 and 33. You know, Moses was a pastor over millions of people. Talk about being pressed. I mean, Moses had to put up with a lot of complaining, a lot of whining, and a lot of moaning and groaning. Moses, how come you deliver us out of the land of Egypt? No, we got nothing to drink. (laughs) Moses got mad and said, what you talking about? (laughs) Moses got upset. Just like you get upset. But notice in Psalms 106, verse 32 and verse 33, they angered him also at the waters of strife. So that it went ill with Moses for their sakes. So things started going wrong, verse 33. Because they provoked his spirit. Has anyone ever provoked your spirit? I'm telling you, you better be prepared. Hopefully it won't happen out there at the hot dog fundraiser. I wanted my hot dog well done. I didn't want them onions on there. Oh, that hurt. All right. All right now. But they provoked his spirit so that he spake with wisdom. No. He got mad and he began to speak harshly and he spoke unadvisedly. All of us have done the same exact thing. Thank God for the blood of Jesus. And thank God for people that are big enough and bold enough to admit it when they've missed it. And you know, I was wrong. I shouldn't have said it that way. I apologize. It takes a big man and a big woman to apologize. Are you listening to me? Be quick to repent and be quick to believe God. Now what I want to talk to you about this morning is the kindness of God. I want you to say it three times real strong. My God, my God. He, is kind. he is kind. My God, my God. He is gracious. He is gracious. And, my God and my God is making me more gracious, me more gracious every, day. every day. Are you ready to do a little spiritual journey through the book of Psalms? Look at Psalm 63, verse 3, and give you some scriptures. Psalm 63, verse 3 Because thy loving, kindness is better than life. According to this, His loving kindness is better than breathing. Because. And He says, My lips shall praise Thee. Psalm 103 verse 4 part C says that He crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. I want you to know today that your God and my God is as kind as He is powerful. He is the Lion of the tribe of Judah, but He is also signified in the Word of God as a dove. He is all-powerful, but yet He is all-merciful. He is God, but He is also Father. And you and I have a crown on our heads. Connie, I see a crown on your head today. I see a crown on your head today. I do not see people with eyes of the flesh. I see people with the eyes of the Father. And God the Father never sees us as zeros or ones or twos. He sees us all as tens. He knows that people are his most appreciable asset, if you will. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Now listen, if the father sees you as a 10, I believe he'll give you the ability to see those around you as 10s. You know, you've got to call the things that be not as though they were. You've got to look beyond the natural and see into the eternal realm. Some of you have got to do this with your loved ones and your relatives. They're acting like the devil, but God's got a call on their life. And if you'll just hold fast to the Word of God and to your heavenly Father, it won't be long before they're at the altar repenting, and it won't be long before they're serving God. I thought I'd get a better amen than that. Well, let's move along then. The devil's a liar. The enemy portrays your father as an angry, upset, uptight God, but he's not. God is good. Psalm 116 verse 5 says this, Gracious is the Lord and righteous, yea, our God is merciful. And then turning over to Psalm 117, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 117, verse 1 and 2. When we say that God is kind, we're saying that He's mild, He's gentle, He's tender. Psalm 117, verse 1 and 2. Ready, please read. Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise Him, all ye people. For His merciful kindness is great toward us. And the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Let's take a praise break right now. Glory to God. Hey, kasamata. Yelamokarideshe. And so, in your daily walk, in your daily path, as you go through the day, declare the mercy of God. Declare, thou, that God is good to me all the time. Declare that his favor is upon you and that his grace causes you to be promoted. Say what the word says and the word of God will bring you up and will cause you to literally be the head and not the tail. Declare the goodness of God in the land of your life, and you will live far above principalities and powers, and you will know no confusion, and you will know no strife. Yea, let the grace of God elevate you. For I have said in my word that if you will humble yourself under my mighty hand, that I would exalt you in due time. It is your due time. It is time for those that are operating in grace to have grace multiplied unto them. And so the grace of the Lord shall minister unto you, but also the grace of God shall minister through you. And your words shall be anointed, and your presence shall be greatly anticipated by those around you. They'll they'll say, I can hardly wait to have him or her come to my house. I can hardly wait to talk to them because when I'm around them, I feel so much better. I sense the kindness of God, the mercy of God, and the grace of God. And so shall the grace enable you and cause you to go up, but the grace of God will encourage and strengthen and build others up around you. That's what the Lord is saying. Amen. (laughs) Glory to God. You know, have there been people in your life that you just love to be around? I guarantee you, those are not people that are carnal. Those are people that put something into you. They're the coaches that coached you in sports. They're the teachers that saw something beyond the norm in you and invested time in you. They're the mothers, the fathers, the grandmas, and the grandpas. They are the people of influence that have been influenced by the Spirit of God. And the grace of the Lord flowed through them to you. Hallelujah. That's what God wants you to be. That's how God wants you to act. That's how God wants to use you. He wants you to be a vessel of grace. A vessel of blessing. We're not blessed just to have Cadillacs and homes. Thank God for Cadillacs and whatever else. But thank God more so for the grace of God that causes us to be a blessing. Look at your neighbor and say, be a blessing. Look back and say, I will if you will. I'm born to be a blessing. Put your hand on your heart and say this with me. God, help me to be a blessing. Real quickly, Matthew chapter 12. Isaiah, the great prophet of God, is prophesying... And he's seeing something in the future about the Lord Jesus Christ, about the Messiah. And in chapter 12 of Matthew, beginning in verse 17, it says, "...that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, declaring, Behold my servant, speaking of Jesus, whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom my soul is what?" Now, where did we see that in the series before? When a man's ways please the Lord, he causes his enemies to be at peace with him. Jesus pleased the Father. Now notice this. I put my spirit upon him, verse 18, and he will show judgment to the Gentiles. And here's what I want you to pay particular attention to in verse 19. He shall not strive. What that literally means is he shall not be a man of strife. He shall not bring confusion into relationships. He shall not be a man of strife nor cry. He will not be a weakling and he will not be a moaner, a groaner and a complainer. Listen, moaning and groaning and complaining don't do nothing for nobody. It not only impacts you, but it really wants, it causes people that are around you to want to run. You ever been around a person with a bitter, moaning, groaning spirit? You don't want anything to do with that. You see, hurting people hurt people. But loving people love people. Gracious people show grace. But not so with Jesus. He will not strive. He'll not be a complainer. And then it says, Neither shall any man hear his voice in the streets. The Spirit of Christ is not a spirit of contention. It is not a spirit of murmuring and clamor. When we really give our lives to Jesus, He begins to mold us into His image and into His likeness. What is the most important part of a man? I submit to you the most important part of a man is his spirit. I mentioned it earlier, but it bears repetition. You've been around people before and you've said to yourself, man, that person's got a good spirit. Why? Because they're yielding to the spirit of love and spirit of Christ. And when a person has a good spirit, the very atmosphere around them is good. Amen? What's the most important part of a home? Is it the furniture? Is it the bedroom furniture? Is it the kitchen? What's the most important part of a home? The most important part of a home is the spirit of it. The atmosphere of it. You can walk into homes. You know, just after they've had a fish fry and you can smell what? And sometimes you can smell what? Fish till the next day. Well, likewise, if you're spiritually sensitive, you can walk into a home where there's been harshness. Where there's been rudeness. And where there's been abuse. Sometimes so thick you can cut it with a knife. It's the spirit of it. It's not right amen what's the most important part of our local church what kind of a spirit do we want to demonstrate at heart of the bay we want to demonstrate a spirit of love a spirit of grace amen we're not a perfect church but we should be demonstrating the love of god what's the most important part of this message that you're hearing is it the pastor's eloquence? Is it my theological dictatorship? <laughs> no, the most important part of the message is the spirit of it. Amen. So, if you leave a church or listen to a radio broadcast or watch a television show, test the spirit. What spirit is coming across there? Amen. Amen. If it's in Christ, it ought to be the spirit of love. So the question would be, is what kind of a spirit are we demonstrating in our daily lives? You know, what kind of attitudes are we portraying out there in the marketplace? How are we conducting ourselves around people that are not like us? What is our attitude toward homeless people? What is our spirit toward people in general? You see, sometimes we need to have a checkup from the heart up. So ask yourself, Lord, if there's been areas of ungraciousness in my life, don't condemn yourself, but ask Him to show you. And the light will shine. And He'll show you. And then ask Him to help you to be more gracious still. Say it with me and pray it with me. Lord God, Lord God make, me make me more gracious, more gracious. Still. still. Look quickly to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 35 and verse 36. Dear friends, we do not have to be hard and harsh to prove we're strong. We should not have the type of attitude, well, bless God, this is my life, this is my house, and you're going to do exactly what I say. My name is Mac, and I'm the head of the house. From the corner of the room, the wife says, you better sit down, Mac, because you're rocking the boat. <laughs> you know, a lot of guys, because of their insecurities, and even women, because of their insecurities, they've got to push and shove. And try to act tough to get their way. That's not the spirit of Christ. That's the way of the world. The way of the kingdom is love. The way of the kingdom is submitting to one another in the fear and in the reverence of God. In Luke 6, 36. Let's read this together. But Love your enemies. Be therefore merciful as also your Father is merciful. Verse 36 verse 35 let's go back there praise the lord verse 35 for he is kind unto what to the unthankful and to the evil so my god is kind husbands and wives be kind to one another be kind to one another you know brenda and i will celebrate 34 years of marriage and we joke around a lot but you know we really do love one another We really, really do love one another. And there's been times where she has felt as if she could go after me with a frying pan. And I'll tell you something else, I never deserved it. Never. Never, never. No, absolutely deserved it. There's been times there's been times where we have not seen eye to eye on things. But when you are on a team and you give and you take. It's not a question of whether Brenda won her way or Mark won his way. The question is the Thomas team won. Are yeah. you listening to me? Because we were in disagreement. We were apart. But then by the grace of God and the wisdom of God and sometimes just by humility we were able to come together. And let no devil put asunder what God has put together. Don't let any pride or any strife or any unrenewed thinking about you being the head of the house. Yes, you are the head of the house. And your wife will submit to you, but not in terminology of the world, but in terminology of the word. And the key to submission for wives submitting to their husbands, guys, is husbands loving your wife as Christ loves the church. And if you love your wife as Christ loves the church, she will just be glad to submit. But not only that, you know, guys, sometimes we're not so bright. I thought I'd get a better amen from the girl. We are not all that bright sometimes. And how many of you know that Abraham had a mate? Her name was Sarah. And Abraham was given some advice by Sarah, and thank God he listened to her. Listened to one another. Submit to one another in the fear of God. Be gracious. You know, we've pastored for over 33 years. Ever since we were married, we've been in the ministry. But you know, we don't know everything as ministers. We haven't arrived. There are days where we feel like we just left the house. But God has raised up people. God has raised up mentors in our lives to speak into our lives. But if we have this attitude of, you know, bless God, I've been doing this for longer than you have and all that, that's not going to win any grace in the kingdom of God. Are you listening to me? And so if that is true for ministry, it's got to be true for your life. The grace of God will enable you to be teachable and to be loving. Kindness and goodness is something that my father is all about. And we are in his family. And I pray that Heart of the Bay Christian Center comes up several notches in the love of God. I believe with all of my heart that God is going to bring us to a place where we are even kinder and more gracious and even better than we've ever been. Do you believe that? I believe that with all of my heart. So you don't have to pound on the table. You don't have to push and shove to get your way. The way of God is the way of the fruit of the Spirit. Be gracious. Be kind. Practice on one another. Practice with that agent at the airport. He says, watch out for my bags. Thank you. Could you please take care of my bags? Here's a $10 bill. Oh, shella. I, I, I felt something in here. Get my food. Get my food. I want my food. This food ain't hot. You know, thank you for serving me today. Could, would you mind just heating this up just a little bit? Appreciate it. Amen. Thank you very much don't treat waitresses and waiters like... You don't know what might be going on in that kitchen. You don't know. You don't want to know. Huh? Be sweet, man. We're not going to go any further with that, but you know what I'm talking about. Be nice. Be nice. Be gracious. Leave an imprint and leave an, am, am, uh, an impact of Christ wherever you go. Be, be kind to those that are in the world. You'll find that a lot of barriers will just fall. It doesn't matter whether you're white, you're black, you're Hispanic, you're Asian. Be kind to one another. See, we are the light of the world. We are the people of God. We are all of one blood. And we're to love one another and be gracious to one another. It starts in the church. It starts in the home. And then it goes out into all the world. And you know what? It'll blow people's minds. It'll baffle their minds. And by the way, when you go out to eat, don't leave a little Pentecostal penny. And a track. Invited into the heart of Bay. You know? Come on the heart of the bay here, here. Here's a nickel, No. Put that track back in your pocket. Go your way. Leave something substantial. I'm going to try that one more time. I said, leave something substantial. Be gracious. Be a blessing. Let's close in Galatians chapter 5. It's time to receive communion. Galatians, the fifth chapter. Did you get anything out of it today? Praise the Lord. Well, that's good. Be a doer of the Word of God. Be gracious. That's my heart. In Galatians 5:16 it says this I say walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now there's no sense of going through all the works of the flesh because that's time consuming and we don't not, we don't want to rehearse the flesh. Amen. But suffice it to say that if we yield to the flesh as a way of life, the Bible says in verse 21 that they which do such things, practice such things, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. You can be a Christian and be broke. You can be a Christian and live far beneath your rights and privileges in Christ Jesus. Are you listening to me? Because if you're not in control and you're out of control, someone else is in control of your life. Amen? And so... The fruit of the Spirit, say that with me, this with me, that's me, that's That's us." That's us. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit, let's read it together, is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against what? Did you get that? When you're flowing in that, nothing can stop you. When you're flowing in grace, nothing can stop you. Now notice with me in the Amplified of verse 22. It says, But the fruit of the Holy Spirit, or we could say it this way, the work which His presence within us accomplishes. So His presence must be predominant in our lives if we are going to grow and develop in the fruit of the Spirit, you can't do this in your own strength. I can't walk in love unless I'm saturated with the Word and with His presence on a regular basis. I can't have the joy of the Lord flowing through me if I haven't been under the spout where the glory comes out. There ain't no way I can be kind and be gracious if I'm sitting around watching the boob tube 24 hours a day. Listen to some of the music that's on the radio. Using God's name in vain. You're not going to be gracious in a wrong atmosphere. But oh, in the presence of God, there's a fullness of joy. There's a fullness of peace. And He will make you better and sweeter and more gracious. That's my prayer for you. Amen. Amen.